The reality is most small business owners and entrepreneurs in these categories who are, are, are you know, running a, a lawn care business or a plumbing business, the thing that they're doing every day when they're running the business is not accounting. Jobber is an operations management platform. Um, our customers, you know, they the first thing they do when they wake up in the morning is they, they open the app to see what's going on in their day and to see, you know, new requests for work that came in overnight, you know, figure out whether they need to reschedule anything. Um, and they're in the product all throughout the day. And it's usually the last thing that they're looking at before they go to bed at night to figure out what's going on tomorrow. Welcome to Thrive, a Paychex business podcast where you'll hear timely insights to help you navigate marketplace dynamics and propel your business forward. Here's your host, Gene Marks. Hey everybody, it's Gene Marks and thanks for joining me again on another episode of the Paychex Thrive podcast. We are glad to have you here. I am really glad to have Sam Pillar here. Sam is the CEO and co-founder of Jobber. I'm a CRM guy I have a lot of questions for Sam. So first of all, Sam, thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Gene. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad that you're here. Uh, you know, as I said, so Sam, I mean, we just met. So just a little bit of background here. So I am a CPA, uh, but I run a 10-person company outside of Philadelphia, and uh, we we do CRM software. So we, we implement five of them. Um, you know, everyone from like Salesforce all the way, you know, down, um, and I love it. And, and I wish I could do more. In fact, I wish we could work with job or I think it's, an, it's an awesome platform. I've known it for years, uh, but what, I don't have enough bandwidth. Uh, but so I just want you to know, like it's, I'm coming into this conversation with you. Like I want to find out more about jobbers all of our audience as well. Cause I think it's, it, it's a really unique, uh, platform. So let's get started, you know, on that. First of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's start with you and then let's, let's build up to what Jobber does. Sure. Yeah. So I, you know, as you mentioned, I'm the CEO and, and co-founder of, of Jobber. I started this company uh, just a little over 11 years ago, uh, I guess now with my, my co-founder Forrest. And prior to that, I was a freelance software developer for, for a few years. Uh, and prior to that, I was kind of a lifelong computer nerd and just sort of, you know, always interested in, in computers and technology through sort of a real renaissance era, the sort of early days of the internet and dial-up modems. And um, just, you know, I, I count myself very fortunate for having grown up um, sort of right sort of like on a, on a transition period that was, that was really interesting, uh, and, uh, provided me all kinds of opportunity to, uh, to, to get into what I, what I ultimately got, got, got into. And, you know, I think that the, the experience working as a freelance developer for a few years prior to starting what would become Jobber was, was really a formative, um, period for me because I, I spent a lot of time working with small businesses on mm. custom software, not something that I would recommend small business, uh, owners do should not hire no. custom software development, but, <laughs> right. you know, rewinding to 2010, 2011, um, there just wasn't really a lot available for small businesses. And so, uh, I had a couple of, of businesses and some not-for-profits who, who hired me to build some very kind of point solution stuff. And that, that experience just showed me the impact that a little bit of software, a little bit of um, sort of efficiency making um, through a software product could have for a small business. And more important than that, it, it gave me the exposure to 
um, small businesses and small business people. And, uh, you know, as, as you know, through, through your work, um, you know, entrepreneurship and entrepreneurs and small businesses are, are amazing and they're important. And, uh, so, you know, I went on this journey with my, my co-founder to, to build a, a company with a, the purpose to help people in small business be successful and do what we can to have an impact there. And that's what we've been up to the last 11 years now. So it's, it's funny that that's, you know, you and I have similar paths in the sense that, um, yeah, because we were selling CRM software back in there. One of the first products we sold was Goldmine, you know, an act. You remember that? Yeah. Just to like age ourselves. And it is a, um, you know, back in the dial-up world and and even into the ISDN world of the internet, uh, people were developing custom applications using like Access as a backend or SQL Server as a backend. And, you know, even to this day, uh, just some we, we get a lot of competition. If we're replacing systems, we're replacing homegrown systems, you know, and... To their credit, I, I'm betting that you some of the systems that you developed a thousand years ago are probably in use by some people. You know, like people, <laughs> business owners, like they tend to get a lot of mileage <laughs> out of what they do. You know, even you're like, this is so old, but they're like, well, yeah, it's doing what we need it to do, and you know, and and so it's fine. So, so did you you founded Jobber in 2011? Is that you know? So it's it's really it's been around now for 12 years, yeah. which is really something. Um, tell me about um, the company itself. Like, how have you grown um, from 2011 until now? And then let, let's dig into a little bit about what the product does. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, we're, we're a venture-backed uh, software company. We've, we've raised uh, a bunch of venture capital over the years. Uh, just recently, actually, in, in January, we announced our, our Series D, um, led by General Atlantic, and that was a $100 million uh, primary financing. But we, we, we raised a little bit of seed capital in 2012, an appropriate amount of time after actually getting started, building a product, um, getting it in front of customers. My co-founder and I, we were super scrappy in the early days. We just, you know, scrimped and scrounged for enough, you know, money to not die while we were building mm -hmm. this product and, and, um, and getting it in front of, or the initial version, I should say, of the product and getting it in front of enough sort of real world you know, examples, real customers. And, and our very first customer, um, Graham, is, owns this company called Painters Enterprise here in, in, in Edmonton and area. And he's still a customer today. Um, he and, and, and a handful of other, other small business owners were super generous, just allowing us to get in front of them, show them what we built. They'd tell us, this is good. This is good. This is crap. And we'd go back to the drawing board and, and, you know, fix the, 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 the issues and, and kind of refine. Um, and, and that really has been, um, you know, I guess, you know, agile software development methodology and sort of, you know, all of this rapid iteration, um, you know, stuff that's, that's very popular is what we were doing, but that's actually what we've done sort of all throughout. So we raised a little bit of capital after we figured out we had a product that people actually, you know, wanted and, and could use. And we raised a little bit again, um, you know, over the next couple of years. In 2015, though, we raised our, our Series A, which was our first sort of, you know, major institutional uh, capital. And at the time, the company was about 20 people. Um, we were all here in Edmonton. And that really sort of marked, um, that's sort of a demarcation point for, you know, sort of jobber to 2015, which was very iterative, kind of figure sure. out, uh, you know, a lot of the, 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 the nuts and bolts of how different industries could interact with, with our product. Um, and, and post 2015, we really started to grow a lot faster. Um, at the same time, I think that businesses, small businesses in the industries that we're serving, uh, started to implement technology more, more rapidly and more aggressively. There was just sort of a bit of a, um, you know, a, a, a change in the mentality. And I know, 
you know, there's a, a long arc demographic shift uh, going on as, as well. And we see that a lot today, younger business owners coming in, um, you know, much more comfortable and familiar with technology and smartphones. And they expect to use a product like Jobber um, when they're starting their lawn care business or they're taking over the family plumbing company or something like that. So um, 2015 onwards, we, we really grew quickly. Uh, the company is about 600 people today. Uh, with with employees all over uh, all over Canada and uh, and also some in the in the United States, but still very much with this this you know let's test and measure get in front of customers all the time. We're, we're just mm. we're customer obsessed as a company, and um, really take the fact that we have these these relationships with real small business owners with names and stories and companies that they are so passionate about and proud of and care about. Um, and they've invited us into that world in, in part to, to act in partnership with them and to, you know, learn about, you know, what are we doing that, that is helping and what are we doing that's not helping and how do we fix that? And every day, everyone here comes to work to try and, you know, iterate our product and our service offering so that we're, we're helping more of these businesses be more successful and staying out of their way so very very iterative and we'll continue to be that way i'm going to uh, dig into job in a minute but i have to ask so you know 600 people based in edmonton you know you have people all around i guess north america uh as well um not a great time to be in the technology industry i'm kind of curious what you know how the past year has been for you and um have you have you had the same sort of impact of uh you know drying up of capital and you know you know labor issues that a lot of companies in the States and, you know, Silicon Valley have been having? Yeah. You know, we've been really fortunate, I, I would say. I, I think maybe mm. it it's goes back to the forming of the company. And, you know, we, we, mm. we started the company. We started building a product. We got it in front of users. We did. We we started to create value, and then we went and raised capital. And that's what a concept. Yeah, <laughs> it's you know it, it it really it works, right? Have a product, yeah. generate revenue, um, you know, be a real business, and and you know go go raise capital in order to 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 grow the business and go faster. And and so that's always been our our approach. We 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 didn't really get caught up in you know a lot of the sort of um, you know, echo chamber exuberance of, of, you know, some of these, especially in 2021, things were, were, were really wild and crazy, but, um, yeah, we've always, we've just been very deliberate and very disciplined in, in how we raise capital and how we deploy that capital in order to build a real business, a durable business. We're building a hundred year company here. This isn't a flash in the pan kind of a thing. We want to be around for a long, long time for small business owners to rely on in order to pursue their dreams of, of, of building their, their, their companies. And so, um, so yeah, we, we raised our Series D and probably what is, at least in my 12 years doing this, the hardest fundraising yeah, capital environment, environment that we've ever had. And, uh, you know, but we had great relationships with, with investors for many years who have followed along what we were doing and, and, and seeing the impact that we're having on small business, um, believing that small business is important and will continue to be important for many, many decades. And, uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's a, it's, you know, a resilient category for us. And we can talk about that a little bit, but home services is relative to a lot of other business categories, kind of unique in its, in its resilience in the face of of the, the macroeconomic factors uh, that are providing uh, headwinds for, for a lot of industries. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it certainly is always a, a challenging thing to, to, you know, to fundraise and have a successful fundraise, but we had a very successful fundraise in what is uh, a, an incredibly challenging environment. And I think that's 
a, a testament to, again, the importance of small business, um, the category we're in, and, and the strength of the, of, of the business that we've, uh, that we've built here. It's impressive. It's impressive. Yeah. You know, we, we could go, I could get sidetracked and I promise you I won't because I have other questions about just operating the company, having a tech company in Canada, you know, versus Silicon Valley, all that kind of stuff. But you know, time is limited. I, I do want to jump into the product a little bit. And, and you, know, so, so Sam, so you're talking here to an audience, mostly of, of paychecks customers. I mean, these are small business owners. Um, and there's a lot of software being thrown around them. You, you mentioned home service businesses has been, you know, as a focus of yours as well. So, um, who are you selling your product to? Like of the people listening to this right now or watching us, who do, who do you want to attract and, and why do you want to attract them? Yeah, so our customers, the, the home services category, it covers um, a, dozens of different industry verticals, but the, the, the sort of common denominator theme is that you're providing your service at your customer's property, whether that be their home or their business. Most of them are residential properties. So, you know, plumbers, electricians, HVAC companies, um, residential cleaners, commercial cleaners, roofers, um, landscapers, arborists. Um, you know, we've got over 200,000 service pros across over 50 different industry verticals using Jobber to service now over 29 million uh, addresses, house, households. So, so stop, stop for a second. So like literally just Last week, we had like a, um, I, I had a plumber come into our place, um, you know, to fix a problem we had in a bathroom and a long time family owned business. So I'm in Philadelphia. So long time family owned business been around for a while. And um, I mean, Sam, like the guy came in, he did his thing. He was great. And, uh, you know, he had like a clipboard, a clipboard, or, you know, where I had to like sign off on the work agreement. And then he left a copy of the invoice and I'm like, you know, how do you want payment? And he's like, not you know, just call in the office and give a credit card. So I literally had to call their office to pay. It was little, it was like something out of 1975, yeah. you know, like nothing has changed. And I'm, I'm assuming that's the market you're going after because there's a lot of companies out there that are just like that. That's right? exactly it. Yeah, you're you're lucky. You're lucky. You had a clipboard and what you and you didn't get like you know the back of a torn envelope or something, which is, or, or you turned around. I was just off on his back. You know, yeah. <laughs> you're right. I was lucky. And it's and it's important. That's it's a great it's a great point, Gene. Like I think this category and and business size. We've got lots of customers, lots of em employer businesses. So um, you know, kind of under twenty employees is is really our sweet spot. We've got a lot of solopreneurs or two or three employee businesses, but 10, 15 employees. Um, we're really focused on that, on that small business or that very small business. And most of them are still using pen and paper, as you described, yes. or what we call some digital pen and paper. So, you know, maybe you're using a word, a Microsoft word template to, to generate right. invoices and you've got 35 Google maps tabs open on your computer with the addresses of all the jobs that you're doing for the day. And then you've got your coil bound notebook stuffed with post-it notes. And if you lose that thing, like you're totally screwed. That's like the, you know, your, that's your business. Um, so yeah. we're, we're displacing that we're transforming this, this industry and, and, and the set of industries and getting them into the digital world, which is a benefit to them from an operating perspective. So more organized, more efficient, better cash flow. You can, you know, just do more with less, but it's also really important from a competitive perspective because you don't want to have that service experience as a consumer. It's inconvenient. It's clunky. 
Your expectations as a consumer are different today um, than they were even just a handful of years ago. And so Jobber helps these kinds of businesses present a, a much more sophisticated and organized sort of, um, you know, a, a business to the consumers. That's more competitive. It's more convenient. You're going to engender a better relationship with your customers as a result. Okay. So, um, First of all, you're, you're absolutely right. And it, it's not just that. It's also, you know, I mean, from a cost standpoint internally at the business itself, like I literally had to call up somebody and give them credit card information. Somebody had to manually put that in and do it. All that could have been done automatically. Yeah. And I'm not saying you would let them fire the person in the office, although in these days of, you know, tight labor and, you know, I mean, we're using technology to be as productive as possible, but it's just, it's like it must have thing. Um is Jobber, you know, is it is it accounting? I mean, I mean, so much of this is, you know, billing and collecting, let alone the whole CRM aspect. I know there's scheduling as well, and there's, you know, outreach and marketing and all that. But, um, you know, is, is it is there accounting that's possible? Is that like sort of the the core of this application, or would you say? Your CRM functionality is more of the core. No, the CRM is the core. The CRM and the scheduling is the core. The unique thing about home services as a as a as a category and as a set of industries is, as I said before, you're 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 doing jobs in the field at a customer's yeah. property and address. And so keeping track of that customer information, the commitments that you've made to people for jobs that you're going to do and when you're going to do them, who's going to do them, what information they need to have when they're doing them. So our mobile app is great for that. Your employees have it in the field. They've got all the information they need. Um, and, uh, and accounting is is not a core part of, of the product. We integrate with, with QuickBooks for, for accounting. Um, okay. That's a great accounting package. The reality is most small business owners and entrepreneurs in these categories who are, are, are you know, running a, a lawn care business or a plumbing business, the thing that they're doing every day when they're running the business is not accounting. Jobber is an operations management platform. Um, our customers, you know, they the first thing they do when they wake up in the morning is they, they open the app to see what's going on in their day and to see, you know, new requests for work that came in overnight, you know, figure out whether they need to reschedule anything. Um, and they're in the product all throughout the day. And it's usually the last thing that they're looking at before they go to bed at night to figure out what's going on tomorrow. Accounting is something that happens a little bit more, you know, end of the week, end of the month. Maybe you're bringing your bookkeeper in to kind of help manage that. That, that process sure. and, and make sure you're getting things right. Um, jobbers, operations management, sort of that's that's the prime objective for us. So so um, digging into that just a little bit deeper. So if we, um, and I feel comfortable asking you this because you've been doing this for a hundred years. So um, you know the product inside and out. But let me use the plumbing example. You know, like I had to call these people to make a appointment for the plumber to come out. And um, I heard nothing from them until the guy came knocking on my door, of course, right? Uh, and I did not go to their website to do it. God, for, I don't even know if they have a website. Uh, and, and, you know, and then the guy came, he did the work. I, uh, had to call in the office to pay after signing off the, the form and, and no offense with these guys, they're very nice people, whatever. I, I haven't heard from them since, you know, <laughs> that was like, you know, over a week ago yeah. and I'm probably not going to hear from them ever again, unless I need something from them, so I'll have to reach out to them. Yeah. So given that scenario, say you had the owner of that business sitting across from you right now, what would you tell that owner, like, this is what how Jobber will completely change your business. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great example <laughs> of a typical workflow, and it should all be automatic. Like, all yeah. of that. And by the way, that plumbing company, I mean, you're lucky that they even reached out to get paid. A lot of these businesses, they forget to, to invoice and they it's sit insane. on these receivables for yeah. months or longer. And as a customer, 
you know, you're having to reach out and be, I think you did this job for me four months ago. And I don't think I paid you. Like, do you have, do you remember? I don't remember. Like, that's a bad way to run a business. And the problem is for a lot of these people, um, like you said, they're, they're like, amazing people they're there i love these entrepreneurs who have this like you know take no prisoners attitude to just like getting out there and starting a business and going and doing the thing that they're good at for customers doing a great job of that that thing that they do whether it be you know plumbing or roofing or just general handyman services lawn care whatever the thing that they're not necessarily good at is the administration of running a business right so right. jobber helps to melt all of that away and so you know you you, you take in any sort of like request for work through your website or social media or whatever else that loads automatically into jobber you can assign somebody to go out and quote for the work or you can do a quote just totally remotely schedule the job when that job is is actually happening on a day the employee who's doing it they get a notification on their phone they know that that's something that they have to go do there's an on on my way text message automatically sent to you or the consumer. So you're not surprised out of nowhere. Somebody's knocking on the door. You know that they're coming. They do the job. The employee kind of marks it complete. All of the invoicing and the payment collection happens automatically. If you forget to pay as the consumer, Jobber is going to remind you periodically on behalf of the business. Um, you know, it, following up afterwards for, for, you know, reviews, like all of these small businesses referral and, and sort of like a review driven, um, you know, new, new, new customer, uh, generation is a, is a, is a really kind of powerful thing. And you should be taking advantage of the fact that you do great work for customers to get them to leave you reviews so that, you know, more people find out that you're doing a great job in your industry, all of that stuff. Uh, and, and more is, is what jobber kind of automates away so that you can focus on doing the thing that you're really good at, which is the thing that you started the business for in the, in the, in the first place. And so right. I think that's, that's right. what I would tell that, that, that small business owner. All right, dude, I have like so many leads for you. That's another conversation to have. Cause I, my whole life is with like service people that like, I have to be chasing them down. Uh, to pay them to what it, it's a whole other story. Um, implementation model. I mean, you, you said it, you're dealing with very small companies, usually less than 20 employees. People are busy doing other things. They're not technology people. Um, so how is Jobber implemented? Do you guys use overpriced consultants like my firm or do you do this directly with your customers and walk them through the process? And, and how do you recommend for people listening now we're watching and they're like, Hey, you know, this does sound like something up my, up my alley. What would you say? Like, what, what can they expect, you yeah. know, to kind of prep them for doing something like this? Yeah, it's a great question. So we do everything ourselves. We do everything ourselves, everything direct. And actually when we're doing the best job of it, you don't even have to talk to us. So Jobber has a free trial. We don't collect a credit card upfront. Everyone listening to this right now, they can go to our website, jobber.com. J-O-B-B-E-R.com, sign up for a free trial, download the app, and you can actually use the product. And you can see in minutes what this thing is capable of and how it can help you in your business. And if you believe that that actually will be of, of, of a value to you, you can, you can subscribe and become a paying customer. Now, we have, an in, we have a sales team, we have customer service, and we have all kinds of support because a lot of people in these industries are adopting technology for the first time. And our, our number one priority is to help these entrepreneurs, help these people in small business, 
be successful. And we're, we're going to do everything that we, that we possibly can to, to help everyone get there. And so if that means, you know, sitting on the phone with you for a little while to, you know, help understand your business and, and show you exactly how the features in the product work, um, because this is your first time using technology, then, then, then that's what we'll do. And we're set up to do that. And we do that for a lot of, 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 uh, of entrepreneurs that are, that are doing this kind of thing for the first time. But increasingly this demographic shift that we talked about means that there's a, a younger generation of much more comfortable um, sort of technology users in the space taking over businesses or starting businesses. And they actually don't want to talk to anyone. They want to go download an app and they expect it to work like a, with a, a sort of, you know, consumer grade utility. It, like it should, it should be as easy as downloading, you know, any kind of consumer app that you would download and, fi and figure out how to use. Um, and they shouldn't need to talk to us. And so that's, that's the goal. The goal is to make sure that, that, you know, the, the product kind of speaks for itself and is super easy to use. Our user experience is uh, is is second to none. We're, we're the best in the in the in the in the space uh, by far. Um, but we backstop that with with you know a very robust capability uh, to help people you know, figure out the product, get to success, get comfortable. It's a big deal, right? You're going to use a product like this to interact with your customers and to really kind of, you know, sit as the foundation of your, of your business and your business is the thing that you care the most about. And so, you know, we, we take that responsibility very seriously and we, we do what it takes to help people get comfortable. And, you know, you're, you're, you're leaving out the most important part. I mean, the, the fact that you guys are Canadian means that it's a much nicer experience than dealing with an American software company. Yeah, so, yeah that's right. We say um, sorry a lot. Yeah, you say sorry a lot. It's just, it's just nicer because you guys are nicer. Uh, I am assuming we get in our business people wanting customizations. Everybody walks around thinking like their business is so incredibly special and unique when – we all know that like, you know, 90% of most businesses are pretty much the same. There might be a little bit of tweaking in there. Do you get like requests for customizations or do you find because you are dealing with smaller home service type companies that, it, you know, you, you really don't need to spend a whole lot of effort customizing job or yeah. say yeah, it, that's a that's a great point. So mm -hmm. there's a there's a tension between customization and you know the CR the kinds of CRMs that that you work with that they require the expensive consulting support because they're really complicated. It's it's difficult to figure out how to set it up, how to configure it, how to get it mapped to the business processes, um, and and so that that makes sense. What we're focused on is, like I said, ease of use and just making sure that this product is is really easy to use, really easy to get comfortable with, really easy to get your employees to use. Um, you know, usage is the most important thing. Like you, you have to adopt it in order for it to work. Yeah. So, yeah. but that said, I mean, yeah, there there are a, there's a lot of of workflow and and sort of use case that that can be generalized and can be applied to all kinds of industries. And so we work sure. really hard to make sure that. that that, you know, those workflows are, are, are the best ones possible and, and that they are accommodating of, of you know, and, and flexible to, to be able to, um, you know, work for different kinds of industries and different kinds of workflows. But we also have uh, a, a sort of rich and growing uh, base of integrations. So we have, an, we have a public API that's available for um, third-party partners and, and, um, and different kinds of, of you know, software uh, providers to, to integrate into and um, deliver 
you know, additional right. functionality and things that are maybe more specialized to certain industries or certain kinds of use cases on, t- on top of Java. So, um, and, uh, you know, one of the examples actually is, is Zapier. So, um, you know, I'm sure you've heard of, of that or aware of that, that product. Yep. So, you know, through something like that, you can actually link into all kinds of different products and, and figure out all kinds of different uh, customizations and workflows. But, but we have a, a, you know, a large and growing list of, of uh, just software integrations as, as well that uh, can, can help in that situation where somebody wants more, more customization or something more, more um, sort of specialized for their industry. Good. And by the way, if you guys that are watching or listening, there's um, Zapier, Z-A-P-I-E-R. There's another application, Workado is another one that's also very good. And these, uh, they're these incredible middleware integration tools. They're very easy to set up and they can, they can connect products like Jobber with just about anything, as well as any other product that you might have. But another topic for another day. All right, just a, I got a couple more minutes left with you, uh, Sam. First, just very quickly, we were talking about the whole implementation or whatever. Just just to give our audience idea, like typical, how long typically does it take on average to get yourself up and running with Jobber? Is this like, you know, a day, a month, just... Just quickly, just what have you seen? Yeah, I mean, it, it really depends on sort of general comfort, uh, you know, with technology and maybe also how big your team is. But, you know, if you are a, you know, if you're using QuickBooks already today and you've got your customer list in there, you can be using Jobber to run your business the same day that you sign up. Um, and you can actually be doing that in trial. You don't even necessarily need to be a paying customer. You can you can set it up. You can sync with QuickBooks so it automatically imports all of your customers and your and your data, about the kinds of jobs that you do and things like that. And uh, and you can be you can be running your company right away. Um, okay. You know, generally speaking, people want to you know play around a little bit and, and get things configured, get things set up. So yeah, I would I would say a handful of hours, maybe a couple of days, is a, a pretty standard implementation uh, window. Final question is, you know, we've been talking about the demographics and, you know, the, the, the plumbing guy that comes to my house and the whole, you, you see this all over. This is like a generational thing, right? I mean, there are just the average age of the U.S. small business owner. I've said this a thousand times. You know, the majority of them in the U.S. at least are over the age of 50. So there are some people that are used to doing things their own way. And I kind of look at these. A lot of your customers are being family owned businesses and they have the next generation comes up and they're like, what the heck are we doing here, mom and dad? This is ridiculous. We got to put something. So it almost seems like it's just going to take time for that to transition. And because the way you're positioned right now, it's kind of like very serendipitous that you're at this stage right now, just as this transition is taking place. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. And it's incredibly exciting because it's one of the largest and last remaining um, small business categories to make that transition. There's there's 6.2 million uh, small businesses in these categories just in North America. And, you know, there are so many of them having that dinner table conversation right now. Mom and dad, what the heck were you guys thinking? Like, this is crazy. Like, this has we have to do a better job of this. And it's always worked this way since I got, you know, from since back in the war, we've been doing it this way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I would add to that is it's, it's an enormous entrepreneurship opportunity. 
there is a, a very significant shortage of, um, of of labor and just companies doing this kind of work. And uh, if you've tried to hire a plumber or a, or you know somebody to remodel your kitchen or or you know anything like that in the last sort of few few years, brutal. you know that it's it's brutal. <laughs> it's really really difficult. And so yeah. that's great for small businesses in this space to have more work than they can handle. But it also means that it's a, an enormous opportunity for for young people or people who are um, you know changing careers. You know, there's a lot of people who you know are going to be affected by the the, the macroeconomic uh, you know mm. kind of factors that are that are that are swirling about. And uh, and and so I, yeah, I think it's a really positive uh, um, sort of really exciting thing that the home services and all those industries within it kind of have to offer to the to the world. Um, and, and those kinds of small businesses are important. They're they're really they're valued. Huge in their communities they're the backbone of the economy it's almost 50 percent of gdp comes from those businesses yeah. and i think the bottom line is is that like chat gpt is not going to fix my toilet you right. know somebody is going to have to be trained to do that and that is a business opportunity for a lot of for a lot of people that's right so yeah sam pillar is the founder co-founder and ceo of jobber it's jobber.com sam am i giving the right the the right j-o-b-b-e-r.com um, definitely recommend, this is why we had Sam on because, uh, you know, this podcast is all about, um, products and people and things that, that impact businesses. And like, like you said, Sam, there's more than 6 million in North America that, that provide these kinds of services. And this is a really, really good platform. So consider it and look into it. Uh, Sam, thank you very much for joining me. It was a great conversation. Thanks a lot for having me, Gene. This was fun. Hey, you guys have been listening to and watching Paychecks Thrive Podcast. My name is Gene Marks. Thank you so much for joining me. If you need any help or advice or would like to suggest any future guests for the show, please join us or link to us at payx.me forward slash thrive topics. That's P-A-Y-X dot M-E forward slash thrive topics. Again, thanks for joining us. We will see you again real soon. Take care. Do you have a topic or a guest that you would like to hear on Thrive? Please let us know. Visit payx.me forward slash thrive topics and send us your ideas or matters of interest. Also, if your business is looking to simplify your HR, payroll, benefits, or insurance services, see how Paychecks can help. Visit the resource hub at paychecks.com forward slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Paychecks can help manage those complexities while you focus on all the ways you want your business to thrive. I'm your host, Gene Marks, and thanks for joining us. Till next time, take care. This podcast is property of Paychecks Incorporated 2023, all rights reserved.